Bills and Going. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 296. Jason Lingren is with me, and we have asked Peggy Hall back. You may recall that last November in 2020, episode 265, uh, we had Peggy Hall on. You might want to go back and catch that interview. It did generate quite a bit of traffic. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And a fine early evening it is. Yeah, we're recording a little later in the day. Um, my schedule is so tight these days, taking care of people and everything. Um, we're still a little bit in the front here. Do you have anything? Not at the moment. No, I don't, unfortunately. All right. Welcome, Peggy. Hey, great to be back with you, friends. So good to hear you. You sound great out there living that uh, great California weather. <laughs> well, that's one thing that our state has going for it is the weather. Uh, I think <laughs> the, the state is beautiful. The people are beautiful. The politics are treacherous. And uh, we are trying to keep our head above the waves here. Well, in the state that I'm in, they just gave a uh, a raise. <laughs> I guess you are a better position to the governor who did all her nonsense in Rhode Island. She's headed for D.C. now. Oh, it is really atrocious, but it's not surprising. You know, the, the puppet masters have their players in place and they are moving them around where they want them to be. And they really are. They're like placeholders. I kind of feel sorry for our governor here in California. What I mean by feel sorry for is he thinks he has more power than he actually does. I don't know if these placeholders realize that that they're just empty placeholders. They are simply mimicking the moves and making the moves that the puppet masters are telling them to do. And I'm glad you said this probably is not going to air on social media because uh, you cannot criticize the government any longer. It's actually a crime. They are, they are making, breathing is a crime, being sick is a crime, and speaking your mind is a crime. Well, to top it off, I just heard uh, we keep getting all these stopped. People want to subscribe to the website, and we keep seeing everything get returned and turned down and come to find out that uh, an Australian bank put my site as a high security risk for fraud, which is ridiculous. I've never oh. had a single challenge or anything filed against me. So you can see where this is going. And of course, Australia, everybody knows what's going on down there. Um, but it's been since November. Uh, let's catch up. What's been going on with you since uh, November of 2020? Oh, November of 2020. The good old days when <laughs> life was fun and free. And uh, I, I'm on record to tell people to remember early January, because a year from now, we might look back and wish for the freedoms we had in early January of 2021. Things are very tense. Things are tightening. And what you describe is what I am seeing on a level here in California. So, you know, California has was the very first state to announce the shutdown. I don't use the word lockdown. Words are very important. And I know you agree with that. And a lockdown is a term that is used for prisoners, prisoners in prison. And I am not a prisoner and I have a key to my own house and I can leave my house when I want to, notwithstanding the uh, illegal unlawful orders. But California was the first state to go on a shutdown when there were the fewest case numbers, even if we want to play in their playground, because we know that these case numbers are false, phony, and, and fraudulent. There's nothing to even measure. The measurements themselves are inaccurate. What they're measuring is elusive. But the fact is, we were the first state to, this was the first state to impose those 
extremely unlawful, unconstitutional measures. I will never call them a mandate. And it seems, and it not only seems, but what happens in California is the the country. So while I was out educating and speaking out against all of these atrocities that were being perpetrated upon, uh, uh, upon the people, people in other states were like, wow, Peggy, you really got a thing about masks, don't you? And I'm like, well, it's not about the mask. It's about your freedom. Just replace the word mask with a test or a vaccine. So coming full circle now, on February 26th, that is when the first local health emergency was called in California. We're coming up on a year of an emergency. Emergencies don't last for a year. If anything, you're in the recovery and mitigation stage. But what I wanted to say, Crow, is that what's happening here, we can use as a template for the rest of the country. I work a lot with business owners who are standing for their rights. And I need to remind me to circle back. I want to tell you a little story about that and how even at this stage of the game, how easy it is to be hoodwinked and bamboozled and snookered. So because the businesses are standing up and they are not going to close their doors, and because there is no law that can require these businesses to close their doors, they are going to the next level, just like there's no law that can take you off the air. But what are they doing? They're going to another level. They are deeming you as a fraud risk. What they're doing for the restaurants is they are going after the landlords for the landlords to kick out the restaurant owners. I believe, I don't have evidence for this yet, but I do believe that another tactic will be to go after the suppliers of the restaurants. So those that deliver food and produce and meat and fish, those who take care of the laundry, those who provide them with uh, dishes and utensils and anything that has to do with running a restaurant, any of the vendors. I believe that the state will go after them. And it's just like those of us that are trying to get the word out. I've had similar things where you're having things be returned and refused. People are just being unsubscribed from my email list without unsubscribing. You know that happens on social media all the time where it's not possible that my Facebook group could be stuck at 15.5 you know, 15,600 users for six months. It's just not possible. It either has to rise or fall. So we, we're seeing these things that are going on and we need to be a few steps ahead of them. Well, I mean, there's, there's no doubt. I think I've been at 185,000 on YouTube, which I don't take seriously or use in any meaningful way other than to let people know content is out very rarely even running hour ones. But, uh, on Twitter, which I opened up, I don't know, a long time ago, just to post an episode. Uh, Two weeks ago, when we started taking the heavy number hits and the banks started getting involved, I started losing 800. So I'm constantly down 800 followers on Twitter right now. And again, all I do is post there. But I mean, so what do you have in mind? How do you stay ahead? Well, one of the tactics, of course, is what you're doing is you have one platform to say, hey, come on over here where you can get the uncensored content, which is going to be also on a stable platform. So that's something that I'm going to be doing is moving to a private platform also, and mainly for the censorship and to make sure that our voice is not silenced. Having the backup channels is something that people have been doing and that I'm doing that as well. And just having the alternative media, you know, it's funny, Crow, because people will say, Peggy, why are you even on YouTube? I can't believe you're there. It's like, you know what? People like to be on YouTube. 
I was likening it to, you know, in the old days when we can go shopping, a shopping mall. And it's like, oh, well, you went in to go to the luggage store, but along the way you found the shoe store and the candy store and the toy store and the this and that. So people come to YouTube. It used to be really fun. YouTube was awesome. It was the wild west where you didn't know what you were going to find and there would be suggestions served up and you could find interesting groups and communities. And I always enjoyed being on YouTube as a viewer, interacting with others, finding information that I believed would still be able to be aired, even if it was controversial. Now it's like having some school mom put you in detention and they're going to fine you if you even smile or crack a joke. So the whole atmosphere of what was kind of a thriving, exciting Wild West has really been dampened. Nonetheless, YouTube is easy to find. People are on it. They can stumble upon you. But in terms of getting and growing your community, I really applaud what you're doing of just kind of keeping the riffraff out and making sure that you can continue to deliver your information. Yeah, there's really only one way. You have to run your own stuff. Like we don't, I, I, almost everybody who does this has a streaming service because it's so difficult to deal with server traffic at any level if you're serving your own content. The problem is, is some years ago, everyone using a streaming service to serve their audio or their video got a notice saying, if a single user comes to you from an EU place, then you're under EU guidelines. And I said, what? Um, and that's what started it. I said, I'm not just opting into all these things, particularly since I don't understand exactly what all that means, but I know damn well, if I'm getting these notices, I can read between the lines. So I pulled it all over to my own server, but you, you can see what happens now, even PayPal, uh, people will be recurring subs for years. And just one day that gets canceled and they email me going, why the hell did you cancel me? And I say, I don't, yeah. I didn't cancel you. Um, and what's worse is the banks are doing that. Uh, and when people call at first, the banks are saying, oh, sorry, that was a security. Okay, here, go ahead. Now what they're saying is we don't know what you're talking about. And if they get pressed, then they finally admit that they're stopping the transactions. Matter of fact, we just heard, or I just heard that people were trying to buy Wayne McCroy's book. And these are higher minded, honest assessments. These are not picking a fight with anyone. Um, this is factual material, well-researched, but the credit card company stopped the transaction for whatever an ebook is worth. And when he called up, they said, oh, it was a high security risk for fraud. This was coming from Amazon, by the way. And when called on it and said, well, how can that be? This is Amazon. The credit card company basically told him, we don't have to tell you, Jack, we'll stop anything you want. This goes back to what Jason, I think Wayne and I just covered the white sheet for digital dollar currency, uh, where it is clearly written into the white papers or the strategic papers that Part of the design for the new digital cryptocurrencies that they're going to be moving towards is that you cannot build a savings account easily or transfer wealth from generations. So even though we have our own platforms, if you don't operate above board like a decent human being, I tell you what, the target will be painted quickly. Yeah, it, it is really interesting, Crow. I, and I don't think we've hit the bottom yet. We're still, like I say, we're going to look back and say these were the good old days. But the good news is that these type of oppressive totalitarian systems, I think we spoke about that before, they don't, um, they, they're unsustainable. The only difference between now and 100 years ago or going on 100 years ago, let's say the earlier wars and so forth and horrible regimes that we saw is the difference is technology. 
Right. They, you know, this is um, really changes things in terms of surveillance of what you're saying right now. I mean, with one flip of the switch, anybody's bank account. I mean, what is it? It's just numbers. You look at it, you look at your balance and you're like, oh, those are, those are numbers on a screen, whether it's dollars or crypto. And I'm not in, I don't understand that. That's an area that I haven't gotten into yet. But, but to me, it's like, oh, no, sorry, that's gone. And it's like, so I really think switching to more tangible assets and different kinds of, you mentioned wealth. I mean, there's different ways of having that that's not necessarily money. You know, I'll, I'll say two things. First of all, uh, what most people are, uh, when they their worldview is given to them through controlled systems. Jason mm. and I hear from people all over the world. We have it on firsthand, acceptable. I accept what I'm about to tell you is true authority because I trust the source that in Italy, as an example, all the people running businesses has had enough and they just got together and they opened up and took off their masks. And there were so many of them, there was really nothing to be done about it. Rose sent me a thing the other day. You know how you're always getting these things in the mail from your bank about the new terms? For the first time from, I think it was a Chase Bank, we're seeing a clause with regard to insolvency. So there is a new idea for uh-huh. everyone to consider. And it's tied to the FDIC insurance. And from what I read, it looked like if they claim to become insolvent, then your FDIC insurance can then be and negotiated. Remember what happened in Greece. But I'm here to tell you that I think the picture being painted is much more bleak than the reality. I don't think this is going over as smoothly everywhere as they would have us believe. That's good to know. That That's very good. People need that. To, yeah. <laughs> something good to look forward to. Something good to look forward to. What are you seeing in California since that was such a big uh, hotbed for complete and utter compliance, I guess you could say? You know, Jason, it's really interesting because I have worked with hundreds of, I mean, thousands of business owners in California and across the country, uh, many of them in person, others virtually. And the little story I wanted to tell you is I was just getting interviewed by the Los Angeles Times. Boy, you would think I, <laughs> you'd think I would know better, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm such um, I really do err on the side of, of um, optimism and I'm very, I'm a very positive person and I look for the best in people and it's like, oh, I'd be happy to set the record straight on this. And of course, the picture that I get painted, uh, God, I wish I had it in front of me. She's, she is, um, you know, my website tagline, especially regarding helping businesses is empowering businesses to understand their rights and how to defend them. And how to open legally, lawfully, um, without you know needing to go along with these unlawful restrictions. So her description of me was that I taught people how to defy the guidelines and how to challenge the employer vaccine requirements. Well, first of all, there's no such thing as an employer vaccine requirement. Anyway, you'd think I would know better, but I was glad that she that I. I'm happy to be out there anyway because I want people to to know what I do. But the fact is, I've been working with these business owners, and some of the ones that think or claim that they are standing up and uh, not complying, they actually are complying. Many of these businesses are reducing the number of people inside. This is what California was trying to enforce. It's really not going over very well, as you say. It it the sheer number of people that they have to deal with, it's not possible to police. So what they do 
is the tactic of identifying and isolating and intimidating and harassing one person or one business. And they literally have said, we are going to make an example out of this business. I mean, the public disservice, I don't even know the, the word to use. They visibly publish information saying, we are going to target this restaurant. We are going to put the pressure on them. And the idea is that if they make an example out of one of these restaurants and it hurts them enough that the others will cower. So they're doing what I said, they're going after the landlords to tell them not to, not only not renew the lease, but to kick them out, which is hilarious because California has the strictest eviction laws probably on the face of the earth. You, my sister owns property. You cannot get anybody out of your property, even if you wanted to. But of course there probably will be some COVID guidelines for that as well. People are tired of this. They're sick and tired of this. The businesses themselves are not going to stand for it any longer. And if they do, it's because they are getting money. I, some of the evildoers like to sign me up for newsletters. I, I got one the other day, the satanic, welcome to the satanic temple newsletter. They put me on Planned Parenthood. They've got me on all number of things. But what's interesting is I actually get to see what the opposition is saying. They're actually doing doing me a favor. They're doing my research for me. So I'm seeing all of the information that goes to the businesses in terms of getting their loans forgiven. Basically, the bottom line, Crow, you mentioned this before, um, the shift of, well, it's not so subtle, but the stripping away of private enterprise, not so much that the so that the government can control it, but so that they can say, look, Capitalism doesn't work anyway. Let's bring in a new system and form of government. So when I help these businesses, it's not even really about keeping their business open. It's about keeping their life. It's about keeping their freedom. It's about keeping our way of life. I don't believe that our country's uh, constitution has anything wrong with it. And I know we there are other levels and layers to speak about that. I don't think at the core of it, there's anything wrong with that. It's the people that have corrupted the intention and that that's what we want to fix. Well, what we see in, in the brick and mortar or the actual world we can walk through uh, is really we receive a metaphorical example online. And here's the example. If you started a YouTube channel with the intent of getting big right now, uh, you probably couldn't do it. Not unless you were very good at what you were doing and what you were offering was centered in some form of base materialism or something that's unhelpful to the public. You probably couldn't <laughs> grow to even the 185,000 that I've been stuck at for as long as I can remember. That's after they deleted my channel. And by the way, when they deleted my channel, they put up an unsubscribe button. So I think, what was it, Jason? Close to 40,000 oh, yeah. people had unsubscribed. But the moment my channel came back, uh, I surpassed the numbers that I'd lost. And right before that, I was gaining 10, 20,000 subs a day. There's a certain level above 100,000 when the word starts to get out. And you literally, it's almost unbelievable that you can pick up 10,000 subs in a day. Um, but you see, that is the example for what's going on in the real world. So we've seen these massive international corps like Walmart. Now, you guys can keep your doors open for some reason. All these small ma and pa's where it's their life's blood, you got to close. The ones that fail, if this continues to go down the tracks, will have the same problem that someone going online to build a new channel they want to grow. It'll be almost undoable unless you're approved or, or something 
goes in your favor. And so what's actually happening is exactly what you said. State government, it has appeared for over, well, for about eight months to me, it has occurred to me that state government is being set up to fail so they can do exactly what you just mentioned. Look, doesn't work. These guys can't even follow the most basic rules and they violated all your rights. And what's a constitution, by the way? So people like Newsom, who you mentioned earlier, the governor, you've got to wonder. The governor of my state got booted or lifted up to D.C. So it's no mystery what was going on in my state. But people like Newsom, are they that clueless or are they just there to play the role and wander off somewhere? I don't know. Um, but I really do think the end goal here is Taco Bell governance, um, open, corporate, basically top Taco Bell governance. And uh, if that comes to pass, people who want to start a mom pa business, good luck to you. Uh, it'll be like starting a new social media channel these days. Wholly controlled. Yeah, that's so interesting what you're saying, Crow, because I actually just started, uh, well, the funny story is that um, I've been on Facebook for some time and um, my business prior to this was in health and wellness. So I, I did, you know, I ran health retreats and did wellness coaching. I used to teach yoga and uh, had some health products. So I just had, you know, I was a single entrepreneur or, you know, a, a, a solopreneur and um, just enjoying life. And I ran some surf retreats and that kind of thing. So I used Facebook and social media for that. When all of this hogwash was slopped all over us and I was so frustrated on social media on, on a Facebook. And my husband said, darling, you are, it's like you're in a dive bar. It's like you're having a fist fight in a bar with these people. Trust me, nobody is on Facebook. They don't want to hear your opinion. They just want to show their vacation pictures and the new puppy that they adopted and you know what they ate for lunch. He said, you should go on YouTube. You're a teacher. You should teach people about the law. And I thought, you know, that's a great idea. So I made my first video, which amazingly, well, it was taken down. I reposted it. Amazingly, it is still there. And I know it had been posted on a lot of other people's channels, which was the really the spark that started The Healthy American. And I loved it. I'm like, this is great. People are on YouTube. By and large, they want to learn something. They want to interact. They're asking questions. I started building this community. And this I, I put up that video in May. So I barely got in before the door was closing in terms of getting on social media. And as I say, it was a heyday. I have had to take down videos because I have two strikes on the channel right now. So I cannot upload to the Healthy American. I'm at Living Swell with Peggy Hall, trying to get people, you know, trying to resuscitate uh, some of that. But you are exactly right, Crow. That that door has closed. And um, it's interesting because I thought of another level of a side effect happening, just like we know the government is trying to close the mom and pop shops. Think of all of the people that earn a living on YouTube. How many people that actually, you know, that for me, it was, it, it now has more, has become more of a living. But in the beginning, I was doing it just to educate people and have a platform. My other jobs and everything have gone now. So I, I put in 18 hours a day, as I'm sure you do, on all of the research and writing and creation. But I'll tell you, it makes me think that it is another way of crushing the independent business owner. Because if people can't be on there to talk about their essential oils and you know makeup tutorials, although those probably will stay. To some degree, but size will always be moderated. Consider this, if you will. 
Remember before March, and I mark the beginning of this kind of era of free fall that we're in at March 11, because I stayed up that night to write. I've been talking, Jason and I, well, my, myself have been talking about this for years, then Jason and I for years, and I, I realized it's arrived. It's today. Here it is. Wow. We can see it. We can touch it. But what I noticed is, well, let me back up. When I first, I did, I did not want to set up my YouTube channel, but I'd amassed all this telescope video. I, I knew back then what social media was going to be. I didn't want anything to do with it. I was a webmaster. I set it up for other people. I knew nothing good was going to come up social media. So I set up my page. At that point, if you were just an average channel, you could make a couple grand a month um, if you had any bit of a following. But that had just changed when I joined. The people a few months before me who had started earlier, um, they were making, I don't know, six, eight, ten grand a month easily. And the people really putting an effort were making quite a bit of money at it. Right now, to make a living on YouTube is basically to be in line. You will make money as long as you do what you're supposed to. You will not make the money like it used to be made. Nobody's quite sure what the ad revenue is actually worth because the Fox guards the hen house. I think they've separated, you know, it used to be you could clearly see that AdSense and Google were controlled by the same places. All, all these things were going on. But to make money online is uh, to be completely controlled right now, uh, unless you get over to your own private platform. And even building your own platform now is getting tough. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Um, it is another way of crushing the independent entrepreneur. And the, the beautiful thing about YouTube, even with all of those side effects or obstacles, it still was an open market. You know, no one was forcing you to watch a video. If you found it offensive, you could click away. And trust me, there are plenty of things that I could probably find offensive on YouTube right now. But the, um, the squelching of creativity, of innovation, of the free market... Um, yeah, you, you really need to keep in line. The ironic thing is I've never been monetized on my channel. I didn't do it for the money or anything, but as, as it, I started growing, YouTube said, Oh, you know, here's how you can, uh, you know, congratulations, you can apply to be monetized and so forth. Well, the day I got the second strike on my channel was the day they said, congratulations, you can now get your code and <laughs> apply to get AdSense. I'm like, this is so crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's like they're, they're uh, cut, how does the expression go? Cutting off their nose despite their face. Well, it's ironic. I actually ended up hiring a third party uh, to handle my ads for the express reason of hopefully getting protection from Google, which actually helped a lot of times. But way back then, they had done a calculation when I was doing all the scope work that my channel was about to be massive. <laughs> of course, I don't cooperate very well with things that I don't think are worth cooperating with. So, you know, I did things that, that harmed me, but it goes to show you. But do you, do you need to take a five-minute break? I do. If I could just be back in a couple minutes, I've got um, somebody at the door I need to greet here. Hey, Jason, how much how much time do we have an hour? One? I'm almost wanting to push the rest of this conversation over behind the wall, to be honest with you. The heat is so intense right now. We're at 29 minutes. I hate to cut it off. That's a half an hour. Um, but I think I'm going to do it, Jason. When we come back, we're going to push everything else as it's an hour or two so we can speak more openly. Uh, I can't tell people listening how much heat I've had in the last, I don't know, 10 days. Um, it's unbelievable the hit we've taken in the last 10 days, mostly from banks and other places. Uh, but we'll take a five-minute break. And Peggy, why don't you just tell the Hour One people where they can find you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The best place is to go to thehealthyamerican.org 
So put in the, the, thehealthyamerican.org. And I've got a fun freebie there, which is 75 responses when someone tells you to wear a mask. And some of them are snarky. Some of them are serious. And there's uh, education to be had in there as well. And there's a lot of information. Um, I just love to research. I love to write. So I've got tons of goodies there. And I, I am on YouTube. It's The Healthy American, Peggy Hall. Backup channel is Living Swell with Peggy Hall. And I'm getting on all uh, forms of alternative media. So everything that pops up, I try to grab my name. And it's difficult to be in every place at once, but I'm on all the alternative channels as well. BitChute, Library, Rumble, I guess it's not really alternative anymore. I don't even know, but I'm on all of them. Me, we, and Gab, uh, Telegram, all of that. But the best place to find me for now is YouTube. I really love the audience there. I love interacting. I love the ease of it. I had a, my second strike, ironically, came up because I was playing a video that was on YouTube. I was actually playing a YouTube video and giving commentary on it. And they said that I was spreading misinformation. So it was really interesting. We know that these are run by algorithms. I know we'll talk uh, a little bit more about some of the, the heat that you're getting and maybe ways to, to turn down that heat. But it's this is, to me, it's like the threat of intimidation where you're holding your breath. It's almost like living with an abusive person, which luckily I haven't had to do that. But, you know, movies and books and things that you read, you're, you're holding your breath, you're walking on eggshells. Oh, I don't want to make them upset. But the fact of the matter is they can delete channels for no reason at all. I know people that didn't even have a channel and they were kicked off YouTube just for their comments. I know people that had one or two videos with, you know, 75 subscribers and 100 views and they were taken down. So it's really... Um, almost like a gamble. And even if you're squeaky clean, you, you still can have the slate wiped, wiped clean. So I think it's really important to build these other audiences. And for me, we're talking about numbers. It's interesting to me because I'm new to all of this, but the fact is, you know, and I know we want to extend our reach so that we can find more people, wake more people up, get that information out there that's the bottom line. So we have to keep finding ways to do it. So uh, that's that's where you can find me, thehealthyamerican.org. All right. So I hate to do this to everyone who's tuned in for hour one, but I can't tell you, my Kevlar vest has been hit so many times in the last 10 days that shortly the rounds are going to go right through it. It's been quite a run. And so um, I'm going to run middle of the road, but when we come back an hour or two, we're going to do what we've always done. And we will always continue to do that on my private server. Um, so that's almost, you know, a half an hour, I guess, of episode 296. We will do the absolute full run on the other side. Um, but at this point, we just need, I need to be able to stop and breathe for a minute and gain my, gain my stance. Um, the punches have come hard and fast and um, correcting for this. It seems like since Jason came on, we've done this once or twice every year, but this time it's coming from a whole other place. Um, but there it is. Join us on the other side at crow777radio.com, C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com for probably what will be at least another hour and a half of episode 296 with Peggy Hall. There it is, man. I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era.
beast of knowing. <laughs> 